Hey guys, welcome to the Self-Evident Podcast. It is Saturday morning, 9 a.m. for you, but not for us. It's Friday night at 7.50. We decided we were so excited about the podcast, yeah. we were going to do it early. And so we were both like, hey, nuts to everybody commenting. <laughs> we're just going to go ahead and do the recording. And if you comment, we'll probably get to you. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we will. Somebody will probably. Somebody will. So, it may, it so may wave, not be us. Wave to a response box. We shouldn't even be doing this. We should just act like it's live. Is what we should be doing. <laughs> nah, this is more fun. <laughs> hey, so guys, uh, thank you again for coming back onto the show. Uh, please make sure you go to theselfevidenttruth.com. Theselfevidenttruth.com. Why? Because you see this merch here. You can get one and support your homies. Because we're going out there delivering the truth that people don't like to talk about. You know, some people want to talk about the Republican, Democrat, how dumb Biden is and all that. We don't do that. We're talking about constitutionally and biblically what's going on in the nation and how we need to fix it. We're not being prophetic. We're not doing any of that stuff. We're just being real, right? And if prophecy comes out, praise God. That's yeah. how it is, right? Set, so, set it on the shelf. And if it comes true, there you go. Also, too, guys, we're on Apple. iTunes is ki kicking up for us right yeah, now. It's really SoundCloud's nice. Kicking up. SoundCloud's really doing well. Rumble's Bit, doing good. BitChute has proved to us they like pot. So. They like <laughs> The fact marijuana that, was in the title, it kicked up. Oh my right gosh! Away. Yeah, I mean, that, hey, we said something about legalizing the marijuanas, and boy, that thing shot up. So, uh, guys, we're on every platform—Spotify, YouTube, all that stuff. Go ahead and subscribe on that, um, guys. The more you subscribe, the more we get out there. The more we get out there, the more it helps us to to do what we do and continue to do what we do. Look, so if people can't support and donate, that's the best thing you can do, right? And look, Facebook proved to us that mm. the algorithms are let's are talk about that us. let's talk let's, about that let's get into that just first things first real, real fast we had what 206 comments. comments by the end of last week's podcast 56 views there's just dude there's no way 56 views there's no way we were having sometimes three to four thousand views in our shows all of right. a sudden we really started to hit the great reset once after the great reset we talked about that it really started to that decline would be interesting to see because the great reset right had about 1300 1300 views at the crack yeah. And so it started to grow. And then all of a sudden, right after that, it was like uh, like 50, 60 views. Yeah. And so we're a little. So why is Rumble and BitChute and, and SoundCloud doing so much better? Right. Why, you know, why is YouTube doing way better? It's ridiculous. And and so this really proves why you guys have to share this stuff uh -huh. on Facebook. If you're on uh -huh. Facebook and you really want to do some work for us, go over to the YouTube live stream and be sure to comment and get that one active because YouTube yep. is a little bit better in terms of their algorithms and comments and all of that. But still guys, <clears throat> yeah. this, this was proof to me that yep. you can't trust social media you can't trust it. to give you a fair shot. And that's why we need you guys active in order to help look us. At in Breno, Breno's shot. in the studio. Look at that. He had it up there. YouTube bit shoot, all that. Stuff. Look at this. Hey Breno, you my want dude, my dudes on it, Breno. man. You want to hang out with us? Yeah, you want a job? You want you want to do the rest of the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> he shakes his head. No, no, I don't want a job. No, no. He's got enough jobs. <laughs> yeah, he's actually got his own business, and then he works another job for the church. So this, he's, he's crazy. This is I'm I'm getting into Breno for a second here. He's a this, stud. This is the guy who is there at the church at six a.m. in the morning because he's too wired up and excited he about couldn't finishing sleep. a task. Yeah, he was he, he couldn't, couldn't sleep. sleep and so he comes I, I was like, "Why don't you just come in at 3 a.m.?" I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> so then he came here to help us with this podcast. Guys, in the next month or so, pray for his wife. True. In the next month or so, you're going to see some different things, God willing, with self-evident podcasts. And what kind of why don't you guys comment down below what you think new is coming? Guys, we're really excited about this. I've been praying 
off and on for for a couple of years about this you know having our own space yep. and and some things opened up here at our house but you know what we're going to take it out of our house i think we're looking to expand so there's going to be some new things happening we, comment down below what you think those things are hmm, it's gonna be fun i mean because you didn't drop 40 hits i <laughs> did not drop that specific doll i mean that's a, that's a given but I, mean, I mean what about other things but you know the the whole mascot costume did mm -hmm. we or did we not who you knows? know hey hey who knows everybody needs a giant panda as their mascot that's that's what uh, yeah so i, I gave yeah. it a i'm sorry that's my bad i love to your camera positioning because you've got my chin where it's like there's shadow here there's no like well there's a little <laughs> droopage but there's a better shadow thank you breno you care about me son <laughs> let's move on come on desantis <laughs> This this podcast is pre-recorded. Guys, I want you to know this. This is pre-recorded. We could have started over again, but this freight train is already, already driving moving. off the cliff. It's already moving. We're we're look, I hope we're making your morning. Yeah. I hope you guys are drinking you your coffee. Yet? You guys eat your eggs, whatever you do, whatever your morning routine is. Some of you are crazy enough to work out on the morning. That's fine. Do you? <laughs> that's, that's, fine. Fine. that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Fellers right. and fellettes, you got to do what you got to do. But we didn't. <laughs> Working out is not in scripture. I'm sorry. So I don't I don't do anything outside of scripture. Working out is well, I mean it's work, kinda work, in there. Working out is vanity. Yeah, you uh, know. That's that's really, you know, creating an idol out of your body. And so I think the only way to con you know contrast that to battle that is really Taco Bell and Mountain Dew. I, I just yeah. Uh by by the way, we have a new sponsor, Coffee. Uh <laughs> sponsoring our video, and uh it's also sponsored by me. It's self-evident. If you guys want to be a sponsor of our podcast, you can totally do that. We're getting the views. We're getting the we're getting the attention. We're getting the shots out there. And guys, it's working. So if you guys want to be a business and sponsor this podcast, we'd love to shout you out. Uh, and we would <laughs> you love your support. Be, you know what? If you want to be connected to us, you have the guts, my friend. You have the guts. And we will we will blast your name yeah, dude. from the rooftops. Look at uh look at uh the the my pillow guy. He's still yeah. getting sales. Yeah. They're blocking him from everything. The guy's right. still getting sales, so whatever. You know? He's still around. He's still doing it. He's, He's still, still doing it. All right, guys. All right. Let's so get in, let's get into her. Do you know DeSantis is making bank on his governor oh, run? Okay, first off, <laughs> yeah, that. But like, look at the DeSantis effect. I mean, the guy's like having an effect on different states now. Yeah. He's taking a stand. You see the guy in Texas, not for Governor Abbott, honestly. Abbott. He's, if you, if he's, you kind, to... he's, he's like this, more like this. <laughs> Once in a while, he does one of these, and he does this, and you're like, is it because of political expediency, right. or is it because right. you're actually changing, you know? And what's the fruit, right? And you talk to the people in Texas, and a lot of those true conservatives, uh, true shout out to True Texas Project. Project, yeah, they're good. Amazing people, but Julie very, McCarley. very like, eh, about Abbott, because they've seen seen stuff happen that, that yeah. they were not thrilled about. I it, what, what I love about DeSantis is he's one of the few, few politicians that i'm actually supportive and excited about you know I mean, what i mean me too like, yeah yeah call like, him a statesman you know he's right at least when he made some blunders at the beginning of 2020 when the whole covid mess happened he admitted it he right. repented of it and he kept changing towards liberty right down to the point where he doesn't care what you think he's gonna keep doing it and people are making fun of him all the time about what's happening in florida and uh, jimmy kimmel just did something stupid about some so, uh, now look what's happening in florida and, and someone got tasered in a Walmart. Like, that's the best they could come up with. And I know they're doing satire and jokes. I get it. So and I'm not, I'm not like capping on him. And if he ever caps on us, great, whatever. Nothing. Hey, well, it's because Kimmel, Kimmel put no, our, put no, our name it, in your mouth. Look, 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 I think he's, a, I think he's funny, but like, I don't, I, I, but 
no, opinion. no, I, I, I love comedians and, I and what, what I, what I don't, I'm going to say this the right way. What I don't like is when the, the, the conservative pulls the same stuff that the left does. Right. So it's like, he makes fun of a, of a Republican or whatever. And they're like, Oh my gosh, you're racist. You're attacking me. I'm going to, why are you acting like the left? Dude, right. Just, just take it. It's a joke. These guys joke. And yeah, they're, they're crazy satirical, right? They're crazy in their jokes. Right. So is the Babylon B. Like, so it just, it just let it be that that's what jokes do. If we start silencing and censoring them, we're doing the same thing the left's doing. Right. And, and humor, humor is so useful. The problem is that, that now you get stuff like YouTube who they're pushing this, this corporate liberal humor side of things. What I found interesting, and you and I were having to talk about this and this is kind of off in the weeds, but Trevor Noah, all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds reasonable <clears throat> with his jokes. Yeah. No. And, and we really kind of weren't like, I know, dude, what's going on. I'm not saying you know? watch Jimmy Kimmel. I don't, I don't like his policies. I don't like what he stands for. None of that stuff. I just think he's funny sometimes. Him and the the other guy, the other Jimmy Fallon. I mean, some of these guys are really funny. They're just they're obviously bent to the obviously hugely left because of their comedians and their writing and what their beliefs are. Right? Just is what it is. That and I don't watch them. You just see YouTube clips here and there. But it's like, dude, if they're gonna joke, they're gonna joke. I mean, and then you know what? You begin to like them when they start talking like you. That's ridiculous. You know, yeah. like are there aren't they still the same people? Bill Maher is starting to talk very conservative, but he's really not. He's just always saying what he's always said. That's and that's one thing that I'll give Bill Maher credit is Bill Maher never never changed. never changed. He's always been consistent. Very it's much. Just, things have caught up with oh, him. <laughs> but wait, but wait, but wait. Think about this. Think about this. But and he I, has gone wrong. Cast. This is a soundbite. Watch this. Look how far our policies have become. Where now a leftist is justifying conservative values. The fact that 20, 30 years ago, what he believed is now conservative today. Yep. That's some dangerous crap. And we're saying, yeah, Bill Maher, he's doing. Yo, like 30 years ago, we'd have been like Bill Maher's way. He's he's becoming a liberal. He's he's kind of on the left. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so now we're saying what he's talking about is conservative. And it's like, uh, you know what I mean? It's, it shows you how far the slide has gone in current politics. Right. I'm not I, talking about America. America's better than that. I think it's the the the, the media narrative. I, I think the 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 feather in Bill Maher's cap is that he sees the insanity of the left. That's, that's I, what I'm saying. But like, I think, I think conservatives have always seen this insanity and have always kind of been like, that's a slippery, slippery slope. 10 years down the road, we're going to be here. And, and we always got mocked for it. Right. Not, not just us, but conservatives in general, there was always the mocking of slippery slope argument. It's never going to happen. You guys are so crazy and extreme. And now we're here, and yeah, and we're I here. Don't know we're... That Bill Maher was even making that slippery slope argument ten years ago. He wasn't, but now at least he's at that point of like, this is insanity. What's going on? Here. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, that you could silence so, voices. I mean, he knows being a comedian, you silence his voice, it's over for right, him. What does he do? Right. You know. So I mean, what I'm saying is, this happened even with like, if you think about John F. Kennedy's presidency, he would have been ultra conservative yeah, today than he, it was back then. <laughs> He would have been DeSantis. Yeah, dude. No, he would have been actually more harder on crime than DeSantis. And I'm, you know what I think of DeSantis. He's a good guy. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is his values were considered way more conservative than conservatives today. That that the 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 right right now is so much more far left than it used to be. Yeah. That's what's been happening for years, right? So we're depending on politicians to do it. I'm telling you, the country's better than that. The country sees past the bull crap. You just got to get the media through it. You yeah, know? and that's that's been our argument on yeah especially the, whole the, time. Re the republican party sure. side of things is 
how how many inches they've allowed sure. the whole system to go to where you look back and now you go, well, you know, it makes sense to do this. Yeah. Well, it didn't make sense to you 10 years ago, but now all of a sudden it makes sense. Sure and does. That's the conservative policy. Sure does. You know, that's that's why we push so hard this idea of the Constitution is the foundation. I'm, I'm going to say it till I'm blue in the face. When you have the a, a principled foundation, you don't sway with the culture and the society. Nope. You're able to look objectively at everything going on and say, well, by this standard, this is way too far. It gets much easier to draw your boundaries. Whereas if you're just swayed by the society and the culture, all of a sudden, 10 years down the road, what seemed completely unreasonable Truth. 10 years yep. ago is now seeming, well, that's reasonable compared to what they want. That's right. If you're always comparing to what they want, you'll always move with them. You're just one step behind. That's right. It actually proves that we've moved on from principle to emotional emotionalism, you know, so that the emotions now dictate the choice instead of the principle. Yep. You know, when you're a parent, you can't be emotional about your decision. You know, it's a principle thing. Hey, this is our disciplines. This is our rules. This is our regulations. Yeah. I mean, every once in a while you're like, okay, let's go have, let, stay up till nine 30, you know, those kinds of things, whatever you want to do with your kids. I don't know what your routine, whatever you want to do. What I'm saying is like a principled approach is always better than an emotional one because emotions change on a dime. Yep. Principles never change. Right. Morals never change. They can't change. They cannot change. Right. And, and they won't change because of the emotions. How easy we get ourselves into trouble because we we make a decision based on emotion. But but my heart goes out to this. Yep, I understand to that. But we can't compromise our principles. That's right for that. That's right. That's no, right. No, there's there's area and space for love. That's Holy and Spirit grace stuff and mercy. That's that's, that's, that's mercy, Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit stuff. stuff. Yeah, right. That's guided by the Spirit. But Christ never contradicted the yeah. law he didn't abrogate the law he didn't, right. he didn't destroy it he fulfilled it right exactly he's he even came look i didn't come to to destroy the law i came to fulfill it yep. I, in other words he had to in order to be sinless completely fulfill god's law now where he got into tension with men was getting into tension with men's laws right this take this to the secular realm there's a difference between whether or not something's constitutional or unconstitutional or whether something is law de jure. You know what I mean? I get, I get exactly right? what you're saying. Like, yeah. Like, so it's law because, or color of law, you know, exactly. one of the two, just because I'm going against law de jure. Yep. Doesn't mean that what I'm doing is not constitutional, Bingo. right? We have to weigh it always by constitution because yeah. otherwise if we're weighing by men's desires, men's yep. cultural societal push, you're off in the weeds and all yep. of a sudden you're, you're counting your steps. That's a good word on the sabbath yep because you can't go more than so many steps because otherwise you're considered yeah. doing work you yeah. can't ride the elevator more than one level because otherwise you're considered doing work christ was going you guys are missing this yeah that's right that's right what does he say we, the, we the, do it today that's right you know? the, the fruit of the spirit has no law there's no limit to what you can do with the fruit of the spirit love joy peace patience kind of self-control all those things they haven't there there's no law against it you know what i mean which is cool so it's like it's a boundless it's endless yeah. right but those things will never violate the law of God. You know what I mean? It won't justify sin. It won't justify those things. So I think that's what you're seeing more and more of is this emotionalism side of things. You notice that's why government uses fear all the time to get their agendas across. That's emotion. why they always keep growing. It's emotion. emotion. If they can pull your emotion and you're not principled, dude, they got you. And that's the biggest problem that's been happening for years. And, you know, it's funny. Yeah. Uh, fear can get you to do some crazy. Th you remember what Will Smith said? Uh, he said, love will get you to do some crazy things. Idolatry does that. 
That's a good word. Say no, that again. Say so, that again. so fear, Will Smith said, uh, love will get you to do some crazy things, right? Idolatry does. What happens is you idolize the thing that you have to defend, right? But love, def God defends love. So in other words, I don't have to react in the flesh if I truly love something, right? right? Because it's not mine to, to, to protect. I protect it in the sense of when it comes against me, right? But real protection comes from above, right? That love is patient, kind, it endures, it does all these things, right? Love actually protects in a different way, right? Love would have pulled Chris Rock aside and said, hey, bro, that it just wasn't good. Exactly. So if you're really trying to be an example of God, like he said, Matthew, Matthew 18 has to come into play. Pull that guy aside and say, hey, man, when you do it publicly like that, you've vindicated yourself and you've gone against scripture. What happens with idolatry, though, idolatry is you idolize that thing. And you have to make sure that everybody knows that you really love that thing, except your fruit doesn't do it. It's your actions that do it. And that's works. Good word. Right? So you're, you're, in, instead, of, instead of your fruit doing the talking, it's your actions. And now you've gone in from, 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 from faith to works. Faith that's is, I'm hooked word. up here. You, you know what I'm saying? I started thinking about it a lot because people were posting these scriptures. Well, let's explain that a little bit. You yep. know, let's explain that. And I, I think that's why it's so important to remember that the Lord is the one who takes vengeance totally because now all of a sudden you've taken it out of your hands and, and you've placed it in the hands of the Lord sure. who, who is just in his judgments. He is, he is righteous in his judgments. That way your emotions don't get in the way. True. And I've explained this before. Look, the whole eye for an eye thing is not a rise up to the level. It's a limitation. That's right. Because when you're angry because somebody took your eye, how many of us would go, I'm taking two of yours. That's right. It was a limitation. It was a restriction to try and restrain the hearts. That's a of good man, way to look at it, man. Right? It was. It was a, a great way to look at the, it, dude. The whole law was built in order to restrain the passions wow, of men. Wow, that's good. In how you Ooh. responded in your that's vengeance. Good. That's right? good. That's good. That's good. That's good. And so that's why we put it in the hands of the Lord. Is that vengeance? It's. Lord, you take this. That's why we carry the love yeah, of Christ. That's right. But right? then Jesus intensifies. I said, you've heard it said before, you know, eye for an eye. But he says, even if you hate someone in your heart. So then the standard got even higher. Exactly. Grace intensified that law and said, here's where it is now. This is where it's at. You know what I mean? And so the level gets higher, which then it should make you realize I can't do this love thing without Jesus Christ. The ultimate love is Jesus Christ. Now, if it had Chris Rock physically assaulted Jada, Will Smith has every right to say, stop, bro, yeah. but not to punch him in vengeance. Stop, restrain him. Right. Stop. What are you doing? Right. Neutralize the threat. Neutralize the I threat. I think it's a great term. In totally. 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 When the founders were going through this in, in history, some people ask, well, were they right to go to war? No, they were defending themselves. They the, were acted upon. England. Yeah. England was coming at them full force. And if you guys don't know the story, that that military force, in some cases, our guys were outnumbered 20 to one. So what were they supposed to do? Lie down and take it? No. Right. And they attacked their property. They attacked their people. They attacked their wives and daughters, right? Their pro all that stuff. So there's a difference between self-defense, right, and defending. Again, it was words, bro. Take him to the back and say, look, man, yeah. and I'm just saying, Jada's got an issue. You know what I mean? She took offense. Okay. He may, it may be – look, can we just talk about this for a minute? Yeah, let's do it. Chris Rock came out to do a monologue. Everybody knows that these award shows, they're 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 tough because it's all satire. It's satire. It's, it's roasting. It's roasting. Yeah, it's, it's jokes. A roast show. You know you're going there, and you could get popped with a roast. 
So you, why what what made you think he wouldn't come against you? Right. What what made you think that? And and the fact that that was as bad as Chris Rock got. <laughs> yeah, he even like, said that was tame. You know, like, right? Like a GI Jane joke, which I guess which, he didn't know she had alopecia or whatever. There you go. Which okay, okay. Even can if I, she did, I, you know, like. Let's go the celebrity gossip route. Why not? You guys are in this. Yeah, why not? We'll talk about a it. A week before, she's talking about how much she loves carrying alopecia. <laughs> being bald. She she publicly stated how much she loves it. She's proud of it. She doesn't care what anybody thinks. This is and and, and I don't say this as a judgment. I say this as be be aware of what you're watching. You are watching damaged people. Ooh. In a lot of respects, Ooh. you got somebody who a week before says, I I love it. I don't care what anybody thinks because she knows that's the right answer. But a week later, when Chris Rock unknowingly called her out on it, unknowingly, completely didn't unknowingly, know. didn't even know. You saw her well, face. According to him. You saw her face, dude. She her laughed, face. And then just like. And then anger. Like, she didn't like it. Okay, so you. You're either lying now or you lied then. Oh. One of these was a lie. And then Will Smith, in his own damage, looked, goes, I've got to respond. How do I? Which he laughed oh, at first. He laughed. He looked at her, saw her response. Now, all of a sudden, he's yes. mad. So, but that's what I'm saying. Idolatry turns into that emotionalism stuff. Do you remember when the 450 false prophets came against, uh, uh, was it Elijah? Yeah. Right. And they were cutting themselves. They were doing all kinds of grotesque things to get the Insane. attention of the God. That's what Behavior. happens when you're an idolatrous person, when you have idolatry in your heart. I'm not condemning will. No. What I'm saying is, dude, Jesus Christ is there for you. Right. You know, Denzel and all those guys who are believers. I hope that they're talking to him about Jesus, you know, and even that, what he just got removed for 10 years. I'm not trying to be in this Hollywood thing. I'm just yeah. saying, look, the world you, because you'd said something, watch who you're putting. You're, you're, you're watching fallen people. Don't take your morality from fallen people. What does scripture say? Because people are watching that going, now they're having an opinion. Should he slap him? Should I? Wrong, wrong thing. Wrong thing. That's not the question at hand. The question is, did he put himself there knowing that Chris Rock was going to do that, which is what happens. Then remember that Gervais thing where right. everybody blew that up? Dude, he came at people. He was hard. Dude, man. he came at him and all the, you know, you saw the Tom Hanks's react to it oh, and all these yeah. other things. But you know you're going there, and so then you act like that. I pray that he's repent. I pray he finds Jesus. That's not my my my. my yeah. The issue isn't should he have slapped, shouldn't he have not defended. That's not the issue. It's it's broken, fallen people. Exactly. And and we say that with all love, empathy, concern oh, in my the gosh. world. Like I'm I'm not even I'm not calling out Jada of like you brought it on yourself. It's like. The evidence is there of fallen people who are who are working so hard to make sure the public loves them. And you ever notice those same people would have been the ones to condemn a Christian, right? Because of the standards. Right. But it's like you guys are more judgmental than the Christians you claim that are judgmental because you're holding Chris Rock to a standard he doesn't even know. How did he know he wasn't supposed to joke about that? Good. Point. How did he know Good he point. wasn't supposed to go there? How did he know that he would have to offend somebody? Right. So you say Christians are God's judgmental and all those other things, right? That's what the dude. That's a real good point. This this is crazy because now we've put judgment in the hands of mere men, especially if they're on top, if they're the ones in Hollywood, if they're the ones that are governors and politicians and all these other right. things, right? But the Christian dare not say, "Don't lie," because the Word of God says, "You know, thou shalt not lie. Don't kill. Don't steal. Don't you know what I mean?" Uh, don't, dude. There's so many thou shalt nots in Scripture that we don't even know all of them, right? 
don't put your money out to usury. In other words, don't use interest on the money that you lend to somebody, right? There's crazy stuff. Don't glean your field. It says in Deuteronomy. A second time. Yeah, right? second time. Let the yeah. poor and, and those sojourners who, to, to, to gather it themselves. There's so many thou shalt not. We don't even know, right? But when the Christian says, hey, here's a standard, you get mad at him. But Jada and them can say, you should know my standard. You should know that. I'm... You see this, what I'm saying? So, so This is craziness. A couple of years ago, Jordan Peterson was having an interview with, uh, what's her name? Kathy Newman. And this went viral. I don't know this, how we got on this, but this is kind of fun. This is good. This is fun. I'm I'm enjoying it. We who knows? Maybe we'll miss the main topic again. <laughs> I kind of like. I'm this. not even going to bring it out because we, who knows? We okay, might not. Okay, hit Breno, it. see this. We actually have notes. We we've got we four have notes. pages of notes. <laughs> we haven't touched a single word. This of is it. crazy. I'm sorry, guys, but it was just, oh, I I take it back. But do you notice? I said DeSantis. DeSantis. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. This, but, but it's funny because so, it's all scriptural. What we're talking about right. like what is the, what is the human understanding of scripture? Scripture. Right. Natural man can't receive it. We got to speak spiritually. You know what I mean? Anyway, sorry. No, you're good. I'm just trying to remember sorry. where I was. Made you no, lose we your... both went off. Sorry. <laughs> where was I? Oh, man. I this know, is man. happening more and more. Oh, getting old. Jordan Peterson. Yes, Peterson. Thank you. Jordan Peterson was having an interview a couple of years ago with Kathy Newman. And Kathy Newman said something to the effect of, you know, don't people have a right to not be offended? And Peterson lambasted her for it. But I think what a lot of people missed about this whole concept is she immediately thought that a person's own response or reaction was more important than the fundamentals. And here's why I say that. When we look at a lot of the social stuff going on, what's the problem going on is people have determined yeah. that their own emotional reaction, their own opinions should be um, – um, codified as sacred i have no right to not be offended because offense is my own reaction it's my own reaction it's my own emotional response i think too yeah go ahead you Sorry. have no responsibility on how i react that's exactly it and i was telling somebody this earlier this week i said you feel so much more free when you realize you are not responsible for how somebody reacts bro ser seriously so he even told her you know you offend people all the time you risk offending people all the time with your journalism and you should you know like that's that's your that's your freedom that's right. your right to do right. it right it might be wrong might be right but you, you, you that's what you do right he, guys he even called her like you're kind of offending me yeah, right now yeah, you yeah. don't care you know yeah and she, she, he actually said and you don't you don't seem to bat an eyelash yeah. about it but like this this should encourage every christian every pastor every preacher every prophetic person i don't care who you are every every apostolic person it should encourage you to say dude it see what i'm saying you're going to get persecuted whether you're a christian or not whether you're... so preach the gospel oh. freely dude this culture right now is begging for you to preach the truth because they're out there condemning things that aren't even truth they're condemning their own lies and they, they, they project themselves against their own lies and they come against those who are liars. Let them come against you. This is why Jesus said, if they're going to come against you, let them come against you for righteousness. You know, what I think, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and you know, what I think it's a beautiful opportunity Preach. for is, is, is people are, are hankering. They're, they're, they're so hungry for somebody who is sure of what they believe. You know how you know that? Because everybody has to have an opinion on what happens. Right. So when that thing, everybody's looking, oh my gosh, was he right? Was he what they right? say? What they say? Where is the Christian response? That ain't love, bro. That's idolatry. That's emotionalism. That ain't love. What you did was not love, bro. Because love would have just as much 
of a loving response for Jada as it would for Chris Rock. It would. Now, did he apologize? Whatever. Cool. He did. I'm, I'm not trying. We're not we're, making we're, this about yeah, Will. Yeah. This is about what public perception is. If they're going to come against lies like this, let them come against the truth in the same way. It just you're, you're proving that you can't stay neutral anymore. Literally, this is the hand of God at work. I'm telling you, if you guys could open up your spiritual eyes, this is the hand of God at work. He's making it so you can't be neutral anymore. Right. You have to have, you right. have to stand in, in, his, in his word. So if you don't have an opinion, they're going to get pissed that you don't have an opinion. It's perfect. Now you, he's given you the voice to, to, to preach and speak. Right. And, and man, this is amazing because no matter what, no matter what. So you might as well do the right thing. So, so <laughs> we've been asking God for ways to preach the gospel. Now he's opening up doors. You can't not have a spiritual opinion on this or a spiritual fact on it. You can't not bring scripture into this now. You have the opportunity now. You have a platform because no matter what, if you say something, if you don't say something, if you stay silent, you can't be neutral anymore. It's so God. He always avails his purposes. And, and that's that's what the Lord will do is the Lord will put you in a position where you have to choose. Because I think for too long, Truth. people on both sides have thought, deep down, they've thought, well, I can just choose the third option. And you've heard me put this in a number of different ways that it's a binary. You don't get a third option. That's right. You get one or the other. So you might as well choose the right one. Yeah, choose the right and, one. And, and be uh, persecuted for your good works. Scripture. So what does the Bible say? Blessed are those who are persecuted for what? Righteousness sake. For righteousness sake. Not for unrighteousness. Not for being silent. Blessed are you, blessed are you when you're persecuted for righteousness. Right. And who is it? Peter talks about be persecuted for your good work. That's what I'm saying. Not for not the evil, your, not yeah. your evil deeds. Right. So Bingo. you might as well do right. You might as well stand on truth. You might as well have the courage because no matter what they're coming for you, the mass is coming for you at yep. some point and, and they're yep. going to determine one way or another, which side you're on. Yep. You might as well be on the right side. Truth. Amen. Amen. I think, I think more and more as we get into what I'm just getting to point four, uh, get right into yeah, it. Let's so do it. guys, DeSantis have fundraised anybody ever in the gubernatorial race. <laughs> That's all we had to say about that. He, and I just, I got to bring up Go this ahead. point. So um, DeSantis may soon raise more money for his reelection campaign than he and his former Democratic opponent, Andrew Gillum, raised combined in the 2018 gubernatorial election. That's amazing. That's crazy. That's dude. amazing. That is crazy. So they they together raised $113 million in 2018 oh, between the two of them. He's at $110 million already by himself. Dude. People are speaking with their money. They are. Well, they're supporting. And I love it. I love they're, it. They're supporting someone who stands. That should prove to you, Christian, conservative, right? Someone who stands, not someone who mocks. Right. got to make that distinction. Everybody has a voice, but then they got to mock. For some dumb reason, we got to mock people. I don't care if you agree with that or not. I just don't think mocking is necessary, but that's just me. I want to get into that for a second because I was explaining this to somebody the other day. Some actually, do it, actually, but I just don't think it's cool. Right, and this morning I was talking about there's there's other conservative commentators who that's what they do, man. They go after people. They're, they're, and, and it's not even that I'm, I don't like these other commentators. Their lane is their lane, right? Sure. They, they've determined how their show is going to go. And I explained to this person that it's – our show, what we do on our podcast is we try very hard not to personally mock people. Right. Now, are we perfect? No. No. We we get emotional once in a while. And we 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 come and, back and apologize. Like, hey, we should have right. done that. You know, we're we're being real. But I hope. But our, our goal is 
principle. Yeah, Our goal souls. is not not to go after people personally, whether it's Biden, whether it's Pelosi. Look, you've you've heard how I feel about Pelosi. You've heard how I feel about Saki and all of that. Their their opinions, their their beliefs, all of that. But we try very hard not to mock truth. You know, you notice you don't hear a whole lot of Biden jokes. <laughs> you don't. It could be very easy. <laughs> Guys, I mean, his, his record is fruit speaking for itself. You know what right. I mean? Like, you know what he's doing wrong. And so it's not up to me to mock. I think then you're just getting clickbait. There's no yeah. there's no substance to that. All you're going to do is get mad at people. And that already you're getting angry at the flesh. Our battle's not against flesh and blood. It's not spiritual war, bro. These Kingdoms. people, if they're doing anything against God's will, it's demonic. And we have to call that crap out. I don't care if you like that or not. It's true. Everything that they do against scripture is demonic. Right now, like there's a story cast to talk about. I got to do a little more research on it because like oh, you said, yeah, we were both right. five yeah. babies aborted illegally in D.C. I mean, it's just a mod. It's wickedness is what it is. Right. But that's just not where it is. That's just a byproduct of the wickedness that had been happening for years that nobody ever uncovered. Right. That's why Disney's getting away with this transgender crap. This or I'm sorry, the sexualization crap, you know, but they don't talk about in the Pentagon how many pedophiles and people who have child pornography right. on their computers. They never talk about that stuff. Do this crazy stuff what they're allowing. Right. And God will hold him accountable. We have to go out there and expose that crap and do our best to do it, right? And stand against it and get the right people in those positions to hold up justice, right? Because that's our job. That's what we're supposed to do. And that's why we care about somebody with principle. We care about somebody with foundation. Yeah. We, that's why it's so important for you to vote for people who stand on foundation and principle. Or run yourself. Or run yourself. Why not, right? So no. this is the topic we were supposed to do for two weeks in a row, and we didn't. Uh, and, and it's okay because other things came up. We're like, yeah, let's just talk about that first. But I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm still on the fence about how this word is being used. Are we nationalists or are we patriotic citizens? Are we Christian patriotic citizens? Are we nationalists? Do we believe that America, America, America? Or is it that we just believe that liberty exists and, I'm, it, and America happened to be the land that we inscribed it on on paper, 1776 yeah. and before that, right? Knowing all those history charters. Is nationalism the way we're supposed to be and focusing on America? Is that becoming an idol? Or are we just patriotic people who scripture says, you know, how government's supposed to run? That's what we do. Yeah. And we we decided we wanted to get into this. Um, because yeah, hopefully we, to bring some clarity. Yeah, we want to bring clarity to it because you're getting conservative commentators right now. that are pushing people. Actually, I heard it today. One of them I was listening to pushing and I'm not even coming against this person, but they're pushing the idea of name it and claim it. it, it Claim you're a nationalist. Why? Because the definition that's being used right now is somebody who's proud of their country. I can't argue with that definition, but we're going to get a little more in depth on this because you're going to hear our position on, hey, what what should we label ourselves? Well, the Bible mm -hmm. even says every idle word and every idle thought you'll give an account for. So we have to be careful what we're using in scripture or I'm sorry, definitions. Words matter. In an investigation, details matter, words matter. Uh, everything matters. You know, so we got to be careful. We can't let words slip. Uh, this is why the word love and hate has been adopted and taken over by the left. That's why they can use it as a battering ram against the Christian, because if we don't know it by principle, then we'll never be able to adequately defend ourselves. So let's get into this topic. Yeah. So I'm, I'm basically going to read this from the notes because I, I think this gives you a good intro. Yeah. So, okay, when you hear this word, it's caused consternation and panic on the left. 
And the right seems to be shouldering up with the term saying, look, you keep using it, which I heard today. I don't think it means what you think it means, right? And we, we actually had the slide set up, but you know, you've heard that from, uh, what is it, Princess Bride? I don't think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> and that's basically what the right is saying right now about that word nationalism. You watch the Princess the Bride? Dude. All right, whatever. Man, you are going to get so much hate in the comments. <laughs> I let you hang yourself on that one. That's fine. I'll step back and watch. So the left has gone into fits about this, all right? Claiming that nationalism is the true scourge of the world. Now, a big reason why is that many of them view it through the war between the nation's independence and globalism. Oh, good call. Both sides, right? Both sides see this war between globalism and the nationalism. Now, the left is more likely to advocate for global unification and to break down the borders of nation states. You even had ideologies of com communism that were chanting in the streets, no Trump, no wall, no USA at all, because they are global communists. This was a battle between communists themselves about whether to be national communists or international communists. Now, you tend to see a conquest idea come out of some communists like Maoist China is much more imperial in global control than Russian sure. communism. Sure. Soviet communism, yeah, they had their little bits of globalism, but they were they were a little more focused yeah. just on self and what they were doing, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna get some history perfect now, Soviets, you know, they spread and blah. Not like the communist Chinese. Okay. China wants global control. Um, anyways, going on. So this is why a thing such as a new world order becomes enticing to the left because the left is much more enshrined in this idea of globalism. See it through their eyes, okay? For a second, take off your conservative hat. I just want you to see it through their you eyes. You got to understand it in order to defend it. Exactly. You got to understand what they're asking you. So in order you can come back and say, okay, I get where you're coming from, but that's bull and it's wrong. You know? So so let's say most of them are not Christian or at the most they, they believe, hey, maybe there's some. Yeah, the Unitarian utopianists. Right. They believe that a utopia can be made and that the solution to the world's ills can be found in the uniting of the nations together and the cooperation between the nations. Hey, if, if we all just come together and cooperate, we can finally solve all of the world's ills. Because what's really going on is those borders and those nations are what are causing war and conflict. Now, we've got our own issue with this in general, right? <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast. That's terrible. Yeah, it's true. It, it is, it's... but that's really where it comes down to the basics. You look at the new world order. You look at the global, the world reset. You know, the Global, uh, yeah, great reset, great reset. That's what it is. You look at the European Union. The, these are unifications of many nations trying yep. to solve issues. Right. United Nations. Now, the conservative in America, they want our nation to remain independent. We want the Constitution to remain supreme. So what do we do? We try to clean that word nationalists up. Of all the dirt the leftists have been trying to throw on it, and we try to make it our own because we feel, no, we want to be independent from that whole system. We do. That's the best we, we that, can do. That was the point. We, we agree, right? That was the point. That was the point. That's why we declared independence. So we weren't with a global union. Exactly. Because Britain at that time was a global union. So, that yeah. 
Anyway, so let's let's look at this definition of nationalist, right? Loyalty and devotion to a nation, especially a sense of national consciousness, exalting one nation above all others and placing primary emphasis on promotion of its culture and interests, as opposed to those of other nations or supranational groups. I can't really argue. <laughs> I mean, that's that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what nationalist today means. Yes. Right. And and so. We're going to get to they where call, we stand. They've almost co-opted it with American exceptionalism, right. in a sense, right? And and that's that's where we're going to draw that definition difference, sure. right? Because a lot of conservatives are claiming, yeah, we're nationalists. I actually I was reading a really good article or column that at first I was like, no, 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 you're wrong, you're wrong. And and the farther they got, it was uh, from Heritage Foundation. The farther the person got, the more I was like, you know what? I can understand where you're coming from. It, it it wasn't to me. It's not even a sense of the word nationalist is evil, right? No, no, no. It's 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 fine. It's good, but we're going to get into why it's not the best word for us as American citizens to use. Because I think there's a phrase that's even better. And you had you had said it earlier: American exceptionalism. Yeah, and to me, nationalism turns into idolatry. So I do kind of have you. an issue with it, um, only because it's all about America. Who birthed America, guys? God Almighty. God gives rights and liberties. That's what he does. It just so happened that in 1607, when we formed uh, uh, Virginia, well, now known as Virginia, Jamestown, their charter literally recognized God. It wasn't about America. It wasn't about the land. It had nothing to do with it. As a matter of fact, the founders, it wasn't about America. They were still with England. They broke off, of, they broke off from a, a, a global entity because they recognize God is sovereign. That's th 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 this is where I'm trying to say I think the word nationalism is scary in the sense that we start saying, I'm an American. Okay, cool. I get that. I understand that. But that will turn you into an idolatrous person when you're focused only on America. It is not that. It is literally God Almighty who created this nation through rights and laws and things right. like that. I'm not saying, you know what I mean? It's not like a, you know, he didn't do that. That's Israel to me, you know, it's, and and we'll get into why I think American exceptionalism is is a useful term um, that that retains yes. the effect of God. It retains um, the integrity. Of... Good. Yeah, because nationalism can be used by anybody. Yeah. And, and we're not and saying that, that we're not saying that everybody that you please understand. Right. We're not saying that everyone that uses the word nationalism is an idolatrous person. So I'm saying I'm saying it can turn into that. Yeah. Very. So we got to be careful. We got to be careful. And, and anybody can use it in any nation. Anybody can be a nationalist and say, my country is the best, whether Germany, whether Italy, whether America, whether Japan, whether China, whether whoever, anybody can be a nationalist in their own country. Uh, take China. Right. They literally recruit people for their army. I mean, it's like mandatory, right? That's national. That's what nationalism know. turns into. Right. Germany, uh, Germany has, I don't know if they still have this, but they used to have either a year of civil service or a year of military. Right. I know Israel has mandatory military. Yeah, I think Switzerland does too. Conscription. Uh, oh boy, I'd have to look back because I know because they're all be, trained. Yeah, they're be, all... yeah, everybody is trained. Um, so it, it must be something in something that, like that. in that vein. Because I know each each citizen in Switzerland is required to have firearms. Uh, they're supposed to have, uh, I think, a, a certain type of rifle, a sidearm, and a certain amount of ammunition because they're they're basically a citizen army. 
um, they don't have necessarily a full standing army. But I'd, I'd have to do we more digress and yes. we move on. Anyways, so we, we've got a couple of different definitions or uses of the word nationalism. And I actually do want to go through this because I think it's important for us to know there's a lot of different theories yep. about what nationalism is. And so we can't just say, well, we're nationalists or people are using different terms. Right. So you've got primordial nationalism. This says it's always existed. It's a natural phenomenon. You have ethno symbolism. This says nationalism is dynamic. It has evolved. The importance of symbols, myths, and traditions are very important in the development of a nation and nationalism. In other words, your nationalism builds out of symbols, myths, and traditions of your own country. And then finally, modernization theory, which states nationalism emerged due to processes of modernization, such as industrialization, urbanization, mass education. In other words, modern society developed nationalism. Personally, I say throw that one out, out already because since the beginning of time, there has been some type of, we're the best. That's nationalism. In our borders, we're the best. You know, um, So it really does matter what view you have because it determines, okay, where did it come from? Um, they even use the argument that Napoleon imperialism was a function of nationalism. Now, this gets into the difference between nationalism and imperialism. That's kind of off in the weeds. If you guys want more information on that, we can have a conversation on the side. Um, but nationalism has, has really brought upon an argument. And in an article on CNN.com, I want to read the more left-wing point of view of the idea. The article says, Uniting people, whether under flags, banners, anthems, or constitutions, constitutions, is conducive to a more robust civic society and stronger communities, Kassam said. But Miller dismisses that as an incoherent ideology. Miller says, no one has ever been able to agree on what defines the nation. It is impractical because there is no feasible way to make governments overlap exactly with all the supposed nations in the huh. world today. Yeah, This is important to notice because the arguments... One argument says, look, nationalism is that uniting under the flags, the banners, anthems, the constitutions. This There's some type of uniting ideal that holds them all together. And the other guy is saying, no, that doesn't, that doesn't count. There's no feasible way to make governments overlap exactly because people will always disagree in some way. Which that's what made to me America great was that you could look at our system of government and say, man, we got some holes to plug. But I'm still an American. You know why I am? Because I want it to be better. I wanted to keep the people free. I wanted to, you know what I mean? Like that's the beauty part. When you're, when you're a nationalist, you almost have to just agree with where it is and we can't change it. We just got to get back to what it was. Okay. Um, what it was, what it was created where we're at now in a sense. And let me explain. The constitution is very open-ended to those that don't understand God, Christianity, all, all those things, the Judeo-Christian values. The constitution was left open, right? Some of those clauses. And if you guys haven't taken our constitution course, you got to go to, to the selfevidenttruth.com and order it. But we talk about this and actually the amendments, how they left those phrases in there, like by all means necessary that they can do certain things. I mean, we literally left that open for them, right? So you create an amendment. That's just what we go with, even if it destroys its own constitution. So in, in, a, in a sense, if we don't educate people on those things, right, it becomes its own imperial government. So to say that, that, that we should just agree and America's this to what? What are we agreeing on to its constitution? There's some things we can change about it, make it more strict. What do we agree with? 
our current uh, our current uh, value system. What is our current value system? Is it your value system or is it America's value system? Who determines what value system? You know what I mean? It's crazy because when you say nationalism, it's a broad term, yeah. right? That can become idolatrous is what I'm and, saying. And actually, that's a really good point you're making is at this point, present day, being a nationalist would say that the the transgender agenda is it could be used in that way. It's an American ideal. Right, right. Uh, liberty, freedom, killing babies. Right. But abortion could be an American ideal. Why? You you can argue with me, conservative, but it, it sure has been enshrined in society and the culture. Let's get real. Most people, it, when they're born, they know abortion is legal. And I'm doing that in quotations for a reason. We do a whole class on it's still illegal. Congress never passed a law to make right. it legal. So, and it, it, it couldn't even pass because God gives life. You can't do that, right? So- in American fabric, in the conversation, abortion is legal. And, and that's part upheld, of the American fabric. And upheld. So now nationalism, support, you're, you're saying I'm a nationalist because I support the, ideal, the current ideals of abortion. Sure. Now, you, you rightfully disagree with that as a conservative. Yes, of course. Right? But that means, okay, maybe the word nationalist doesn't have as much power to it as it should. Truth. Okay, so patriot versus nationalist. What's the difference, right? So Orwell has a good quote about this. A lot of different people bring up this quote. I, I think it fits. Okay, I'm going to read what Orwell said. He said, nationalism is not to be confused with patriotism. Both words are normally used in so vague a way. There it is. Bang. That any definition is liable to be challenged. That's right. But one must draw a distinction between them since two different and even opposing ideas are involved. By patriotism, I mean devotion to a particular place and a particular way of life, which one believes to be the best in the world, but has no wish to force on other people. Patriotism is of its nature defensive, both militarily and culturally. Nationalism, on the other hand, is inseparable from the desire for power. I agree. The abiding purpose of every nationalist is to secure more power and more prestige, not for himself, but for the nation or other unit in which he has chosen to sink his own individuality. You know why that second term is probably the best? Because we're going out there and trying to police the world and make it a democracy, which everybody again, that's a nationalist thought. It is right. So we're a republic by our very dint of, ex of existence. It's a republic. Well, we have laid into the fabric that we're a democracy. So what are we doing in other nations trying to create democracies? Because, hey, they're enslaving their people, blah, blah, blah. This is exactly what it's saying. It needs power. Right. America's and system keeps growing. The government keeps growing because that's what they want. They want more power. And nationalists on both sides want power, right? The right says we need to silence the left, so we need to do this. You're falling into their trap. You're becoming, you really are becoming a fascist when you think that way. I don't want to be a fascist, dude. The Holy Spirit has to draw them to change them. Mm -hmm. And and I I love this definition because I agree. Nas nationalists, it when you're a nationalist, you think we're so great, we need other people to come in, and and we're going to impose our nationalism Truth. on other people because we're the best right patriotism is it to me it's a much more defensive term it's a hey i just love my country and i'm going to defend my country and my culture because i love it notice that word defend not go on the offensive that's right right a nationalist to me is much more likely to go on the offensive 
for what they believe in, where the Patriot is much more likely to defend what they hold. I can hear the evangelists right now saying, well, we have to go on the offense with Christianity. There's a difference between preaching the gospel and proselytizing. Proselytizing is force. I hope I'm saying that definition right. Proselytizing is you must be blah, blah, blah. They, They must be born again, but it's their choice. You can't force them to become a Christian. By the way, the Bible says few there be that find the straight gate anyways. Just keep preaching. God will get them if the Holy Spirit's on what you're saying. And as long as Christ's name is preached and he's lifted up, he will draw them in unto him. That's scripture. You cannot force people to be Christian the same way you can't force people to be American. You can't. It has to be in you and through you in a community. That's what changes people, man. That literally, dude, who's that black fella that, that, that was going to all the KKK rallies and you know what I'm saying? What's it? That's a great story. Yeah. Yeah. Love changed them. He was like hugging guys yeah, and changing them. I can't remember what his name Right, is. right. I, uh, it's in my head because yeah. he was on Rogan's podcast. Yeah. And I saw it. And and I'm not endorsing Rogan here. I, I like him, but I'm not endorsing him, uh, at least some of his stuff. But he was on that podcast talking about all I did was love him. Right. Like, I just showed him like, hey, we're not bad. You know, like we're, we're, we're cool. Right. And, uh, and, you know, love. Mother Teresa is a great example. Love changes things, man. Again, people have their flaws. I get it, man. Uh, Martin Luther King, love changes people, man. Through their flaws, love changes, you know? And so if we think we can force people, that's nationalism. That's literally what it means. I've never liked the term, and I was like, I can't put my finger on why. As we started to study this out and start thinking about it, it's like, that's why. Yeah, We're not idolatrous, man. This nation could come and go. That's on, that's on the Lord. He just gave us this nation, right, to be free. Not to be great, to be free. The difference. And- Freedom makes it great. And now liberty. I, th- I think that leads in well to why I think American exceptionalism isn't a bad Ooh, term, on. but a powerful term. Right. So I, I, I really came to this conclusion inspired by Kim R. Holmes on the Heritage Foundation's website. You got to look up this column because I think Kim R. Holmes does a really great job of walking out this argument. Now, what they say is that what really matters in this whole idea is the healthy national outlook centers around the principle or the creed of the people. Holmes posits that American exceptionalism is what should drive our patriotism. Think about nationalism is that every nation can have a nationalist. But the question is, okay, what makes a nation unique? What makes it superior? Why does it matter? Purely because of your borders, your traditions, your myths, your technology? After all, every country has people who believe in their country, which is, hey, that's good, right? You've got some pride in the land that you're in and you want the best out of your land. What makes America different? Ooh. Right? And and people, it's no different. Let me let let's me, enlighten you. Let me enlighten yeah, you. Yeah, let's enlighten. Let's let's bring this forward. So why do American conservatives want to believe in their country as opposed to any other country? Which is very important because as soon as you decide I can't believe in my country versus another country, you've stepped into the idea of globalism. Because if if you don't believe your country is unique, well, why should your country exist over another one? You're in relativism. So it's not nationalism that we need to revert to, but something that separates us from the rest of the world. If we're conservatives, we want to be independent. Well, why should we say I need to be independent if it's actually going to be better to be part of the global system? We have to have a reason that says, no, us being independent is a superior choice for us. Bingo. Why would that be? American exceptionalism is built off the idea that American values are what make Americans unique and special. So what are those values? God as your lawgiver. How many other nations 
actually hold that principle that God is your lawgiver. They've tried to adopt it, but they failed in, in, to, to because to, they never to implement it, it because they can't understand the foundation of that. Right. That's that's God. Well, uh, there is a God that's in the Declaration of Independence. So liberty for the individual. That's that's not a since the beginning of time concept. That's right. It's not liberty for the government. It's liberty for the individual. Right. Think about it, because now it's liberty. What government can do what they want. It's actually liberty for the individual, regardless of how crappy that turns out. That's true liberty. That's what's dangerous about liberty. Right. That's where the, the spirit of God restrains and keeps you and personal responsibility governs. Our third moral morality and virtue are necessary pillars for the American society. Dude, morality and virtue, not obedience to the law, morality and virtue. Right. Actually, we do. A, I, I do a class on uh, the pursuit of happiness. If you look up the word happiness in the Greek, it means eudaimonia. Uh, the word eudaimonia is derived, and it actually means virtue or excellence. If you look at the word virtue, it actually means moral goodness, excellency of character. It's in the 1828. That whole idea of moral and virtue is what makes us happy. Happiness is the, the end, not the means to an end. In other words, I'm not putting happiness before the morality side. Do you understand? Right. And le let's, let's redefine this because I think people, especially today, the word happiness doesn't do itself justice in this context. Truth. We should more talk about contentment. Yep satisfaction that's right godliness with contentment's great gain the bible says right so morality and virtue actually produce satisfaction and contentment i think that's a much better way to say this than they produce happiness now the reason the word happiness was used was because of exactly what you said during those times when washington said this quote he he had a different context of what happiness meant i think us in this present day should say Morality and virtue are great pillars to produce contentment. Yeah. Yep. Satisfaction. Yep. The the deep welling of of joy. You know, I think some people they say, well, joy is comes and goes. No, joy is a fruit of the spirit. So therefore, joy is in a lasting, everlasting thing. Yeah. Joy is not a up and down. Notice happiness is not a fruit of the spirit. So happiness is a, a comes with the wind and goes just like you could be happy for five minutes and sad for the next five minutes. Joy is a deeper welling. So to me, morality and virtue produce joy along with contentment and satisfaction. That's right. Now, point four, which I think this is the most important and as a personal note. Why do I care about American exceptionalism? Because I personally would argue that America was set apart by the original colonists for God. Truth. There are very few countries that on their founding planted a flag and said, we're here for the gospel and the kingdom of God. Even through its flaws. Like if you look at all the charters of the past colonies, 1607, uh, 1639, Reverend Thomas Hooker with the, with the, the, the Constitution of Connecticut. His sermon was called uh, "The Foundation of Authorities Laid in the Free Consent of the People." If you look at uh, 60, in the 1620s, and this, you know the, the the Mayflower Compact, uh, in the name of God, Amen. We whose names are underwritten uh, the, under the dread sovereign Lord King James by the grace of God, England, King of France, the defender of the faith, having undertaken for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith. Right. So each one has something to do with God and establishing God in the gospel. Right now, we know that through that, there's still going to be some evil apples. That's just what happens, guys. There was a Judas among the 12. Okay, that, who, that I never thought about it that oh, way. Oh, that speaks. Even Jesus having his 12 had a Judas. Paul and 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 Paul and, and, and Peter went at it. You know what I mean? I think Paul and Barnabas went at it. So it's like there's going to be contention. There's going to be some things that go wrong. Okay, it's never easy. 
this is why we need to have the fruit of the spirit. You know what I mean? Like you can tell me all day long that America is exceptional because of our way of life. Who created that way of life, guys? God, even George Washington said in his farewell address that religion and morality are indispensable supports of a free nation. He said, "In vain would that man claim liber- in vain would that man claim claim uh, uh, to claim the patriotism. Who should labor to subvert these great pillars of human happiness, religion, and morality?" He said, "We can't even have happiness outside of that. And in vain would you call yourself a patriot if you try to subvert that, which most of our presidents, Supreme Court, all these places have been trying to do." They knew that without religion and morality, you could not have happiness and peace. Which proves our point because he even says you cannot be a patriot. In other words, if you Ooh, don't you go. subscribe to the American ideals, then you're not a patriot. You're not a citizen. That's right. That's right. Right. What what makes you a patriot? Like, is it what what is it? What makes you an American? It's not a birth certificate. Washington didn't have any of that stuff. It's not a driver's license or a social security card. They didn't have any of that. It was ascribing to that ideal that God makes me free. That's what it is. And they knew from previous law lawgivers and, you know, philosophers of the past and all those other things and charters and the enlightened ones. If you want to go there, John Locke, Montesquieu, like, I mean, I'm sorry, Locke and Blackstone and all these other guys. They understood something that, look, the freer the nations became was because they became more godly. It wasn't God running it at the top because this nation wasn't running from the top. It's from the bottom up. And when the people at the bottom up are godly, then the top seems to run just fine. And they're not at the top. They're actually at the bottom. Right. Governments are supposed to be at the bottom. We're at the top, folks. That's why I keep saying, and some people will call me ignorant, you fight against the government because you're already free. God made you free. They're trying to take away your freedom. We're not being rebellious. They are. We already have freedom under God. It's when the government comes and attacks that. Now they're the ones being rebellious, not me. That's why I can freely say what I say. That's why I don't like doing current events, because we're talking about the wrong daggum thing. We're talking about Republicans and Democrats and, 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 and emotionalism versus emotionalism. That's what we're doing and how stupid that president was over that president. That has nothing to do with the word of God. That has nothing to do with our government. Our government was set up to establish liberty in the hearts of people. You can be free. Go do it. Your fruits of your industry, even Thomas Jefferson said it. The fruits of your industry are acquired because your father thought it was industrious to give it to you. It, 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 no person has the right to take away from you because their fathers didn't do the same. So the fruit of liberty is for me to be free. And when government comes against that, that's when we're saying, okay, do you like nationalism? Because our government right now is terrible. Nationalism, oh, this is it. Nationalism is an identity. American exceptionalism is an explanation of liberty. So nationalism becomes an identity. My only identity is Jesus Christ. I'm a son of God. That's it. That's my only identity. And because I live in this nation, I'm going to fight and defend it because... That's why God gave it and, to us. For and let me walk that out. So our our identity is in Christ, right? So why American exceptionalism? Because you're you're a Christian, your identity is in Christ. You shouldn't be beholden to a nation. The difference is our nation was set apart for God and the work of God and the kingdom of God, right? So I I hold to those ideals that look, there's something unique about America because our our founders, I mean the original colonists, not just the founding fathers in the Revolutionary War, the original colonists, one of the biggest reasons they came over was we want to dedicate the new world to Christ. It was a sense of the new Israel. Now they weren't they were not trying to replace Israel. This was not a, a replacement theory or whatever you call it. I can't remember the name. But this was not replacement theory. This was no exactly we, we want a new chance to start a new land 
under God's banner for God to carry out the kingdom of God. Take it a step further. 56 men were in a room declaring independence and writing out the independence. Why? Before they even wrote that, it was Dick Dickinson that was saying, let's petition government. Let's petition England. Let, let us get our Bill of Rights, our English Bill of Rights back. What, what did that mean? That means they had an English Bill of Rights under God that they were free. And the king violated that. We broke off that so that we could be free again. Right. Why would we entangle? Oh, come on, man. Galatians is right. You are so you're already free. Why entangle yourself with the yoke of bondage? We just did it. Over the last how many hundred years, we've been allowing ourselves to be entangled with bondage. And we don't need to do that. Dude, listen, you don't have to be in bondage, spiritually or physically. You don't have to be. And I was, I was pointing out to somebody earlier this week that people will point at the revolution and say, well, they, they were going against the king and the king was absolute authority. Well, hold on a second, because the legal structure in England had hit the point where the king had limitations. There were laws and systems in place. There was an English they had bill, a bill of, of rights. rights. 1689, the English bill of rights was written. The king was going against their own laws, their own structure, their own bill of rights. Right. That's right. And the so, king called them insurrectionists exactly. and rebellious. What they were trying to say was, no, King, you're not treating us like the citizens you're claiming we are. You you claim we're citizens of the nation and that we're going to pay the taxes and that we're going to do the citizen thing and we're going to obey like good little citizens. But you're not protecting us under the legal structure that you expect of your own citizens. Yep, you're not us. giving us representation. You're, you're forcing taxes on us that they don't have to pay. In other words, we're different in your eyes. So if you're not going to respect the system, you're not going to respect the structure, and you're going to oppress us through that, we have to defend ourselves at some point. Yeah. And they tried so hard to reconcile back to the king. Exactly they tried it. so hard to say, look, we want an agreement here. We just want you to understand that we're citizens of yeah. your nation. Yep. We just want to be free. We want to be free. Lima B. We, we want to be protected under the legal structure that you agreed to. That's exactly it. If you look at even Pharaoh, dude, biblically, right? Pharaoh before, when, jo when uh, Joseph was alive, right? Everything was fine. The nation was prospering. It was right under Joseph. Joseph dies. New Pharaoh comes in. He says, hey, wait a second. These guys are numerous. They can overtake us. There's a us. lot of them. Yeah, they're, they can overtake us. Why don't we start establishing some laws to restrain them? And so guess what? He put him in bondage. And all of a sudden you create second class citizens. That's exactly what happened, dude. So in other words, there was freedom when Joseph was alive, but because they didn't know Joseph's God, dude. And, and oh, that's it. They didn't know Joseph's God and it enslaved the people exactly. because they didn't know Joseph's God. And you can you see proof of this in the whole story of the Revolutionary War. You see proof of this because there were even members of parliament in England that were saying, hold on, hold on. Why are we treating these colonists so poorly? Why are, why are we doing this to them? Why are we putting this on them? Why are we oppressing them like this? If members of parliament are saying, wait a second, you've turned them into second-class citizens and, and we're treating them differently. Why are we pushing them on them like this? Truth. It's proof that they were <clears throat> second-class citizens and were not they were not being respected under the law like they were supposed to be. So I don't buy the whole, well, the king's the absolute authority. He can do whatever he wants. Romans 13 doesn't apply because the king was supposed to obey the law and the structure of the system. Just like today in America, you are not supposed to submit to your representatives. You're supposed to submit to the law and the structure of the system, which is your constitution. Bingo. There's a big 
difference. Huge difference, man. And you nailed it right there. So guys, uh, just to just to go off, if you guys want to comment down below, please keep commenting uh, and sharing the video. Guys, this was a good one. I think there's more to talk about and unpack it. If you're mad at us, great. Comment below. Tell me I'm wrong. I don't care. Tell him he's wrong. We don't care. Please You do. tell us what you want. But I'll tell you what, if you're angry and you don't know why, it's called conscience. I'm telling you, this is the Lord. I love it. I love being balanced. I like seeing God's wisdom through it all. I'm not a nationalist, y'all. I'm a citizen. And I'm so blessed to be in a nation like this where the foundation is calling out to righteousness, right? So that the right. people can be free. That's where I'm at with it. So, And and I, I do, to put it out there, I do not consider myself a nationalist. Nope. I'm a citizen. I could take on the, the label patriot, but I'm a patriot I because I believe in American exceptionalism. We're defending I, its original law. Right. I, I believe in the foundations and the ideals that America was set up with. Well, we can have the whole did it fulfill its ideals. We can we can have that whole argument. But I still stand on the fact that the ideals that were set forward in our Constitution, our Declaration of Independence, and our Bill of Rights, I ascribe to those, and those were the ideals of the nation. Those were the foundations of the nation. So I'm an American exceptionalist. Yeah. If I believed in communism wholeheartedly, I'd be a Chinese exceptionalist. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And guys, the laws we ascribe to doesn't enslave people. So the laws that kept slavery, all that stuff, no, that is not godly, okay? So don't mistake what we're saying. We're not saying we're for every law. We are saying is it was meant to keep people free. Even Martin Luther King cashed in the check when he said, be true to what you said on paper. He was right. Yeah, he Frederick right. Douglass made the same argument. That's exactly it. They weren't like, oh, down with America. It's like, no, 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 you said, so hold to it. You said all men are created equal. I stand by that statement. I agree with him. So it's it's those things that we stand for. It's keeping people free, making that. So you don't. The Constitution doesn't make me free. It keeps me. That's it. I'm already made free by God, and I think we need to keep driving this point home. I'm made free because of the Lord, not because of law, not yeah. because of oh they lifted the mass mandate. No, that <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. Anyways, in other words, we should always fulfill the standard. Bingo. The standard is we're free. We have liberty. We fulfill that. And I standard. walk in that. I tro right. we, we, Well, we do our best to walk in it, right? So, guys, right. again, go to theselfevidenttruth.com. Find out more information about what we're doing. We got some tours coming up here, which is great. We'll be in Texas in July. Yes. We will be uh, in, Ohio in Ohio next Ohio, week. End of April. End of April. Sorry. So, it's the end of April. We'll be in Ohio. Uh, in June, we are going to... I don't know. We're going to... Is that California? I don't, I don't think so, but it could be. We're going somewhere there. Yeah, we're we'll going to be California. somewhere in June. We'll be, we'll be in California. Check out our calendar. Yeah, we got a bunch of stuff going on. Also, in May, we'll be in Florida. We've got some events here, so kind of staying home base in the month of May. Keep praying for for uh, uh, things to open up for the ministry. We, dude, it, it's we'll keep driving this line. We've been driving this line for years. So we'll keep doing it. You know, we're not we're not going to fly off the handle and be ex, you know crazy. No, we're going to stay balanced in what we do. We stay scriptural. We're going to stay God willing with wisdom. And the wisdom will win the day. People will find you more wise when you're not crazy. You know, just stick with the wisdom side. Is there crazy stuff happening out there? Absolutely. We have we called it. Yeah, the Great Reset. These guys are out in the open about it, so it's not conspiracy theories. Yeah, anymore. we use their own words. Yeah, and so, we show what they're saying. Amen. So, guys, again, go to theselfevidenttruth.com. Find out more information. Become a sponsor. Uh, be a torchbearer. We'll be having some more information about that here soon. And uh, we love you guys. We'll see you guys next week. All right, love you guys. Blah.